G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode number 97 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you so much for joining in once again. Very uh, honoured and privileged to have such a, a large diversity of, of guests on this podcast um, Today I'm joined with Dr. Dave Anthony. Now, Dr. Dave is um, a psychologist, but also a sports psychologist. He worked with lots of high-profile organisations, uh, sporting bodies throughout the country, some that we, I'm sure you will know, which we'll talk about. And uh, yeah, Dave um, is very, very passionate about men's well-being. Now, he was a co-founder of an organisation called Mantle. What Mantle do is basically they do online consulting um, for psychology services, but also performance services. So it's it's really it's one of the one of the, the uh, things that us guys find difficult is actually like reaching out and getting help. And this is a really easy way of doing it. So basically, you could go online, sort of um, you know, explore the options that uh, that they offer, and then book an appointment with it with someone. So. It's very, very confidential, and uh, and I guess that's the big hurdle for a lot of us guys actually getting the help, but also getting it, um, uh, you know, with it, with some confidence until we're okay to speak about it. So, so really, um, you know, what Dave and his team are doing is just creating another option for people, um, which I believe is really, really um, uh, needed and and su- superior, I guess, to 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 the way the the current model, you know, pretty much works. It's very hard to get in to see professionals uh, in general, uh, but they've got a a good range of uh, personnel with various um, uh, levels of experience and, and expertise, and uh, we'll talk about a bit that today. But also, Dave's experience, what you know, guys are going through with regards to uh, mental health challenges throughout uh, the country, and uh, you know, stats basically around that, and how they may have sort of changed since COVID and other things as well. So, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this uh, this chat. Just want to make special mention to our uh, partners or primary partners, Green Nutritionals, who provide. Tremendous uh, green organic uh, superfoods. So if you're lacking something in your diet rather than just using traditional vitamins uh, from the chemist, I really encourage you to, to check out their products. They don't provide uh, synthetic products. They're all purely natural and sourced from the best uh, parts of the world. Uh, so please ch- jump on their website, check them out, greennutritionals.com.au. Also, we get uh, support from Pure Life uh, Sprouted Bakery. So when uh, grains in our bread are, are sprouted, the digestion process in our body works a lot better. I know a lot of guys eat uh, bread out there. Um, it does bloat us, but uh, when we eat bread that's sprouted or the grains are sprouted, the digestion process works a lot better, which means our mental health works a lot better at the same time when our, our body's not in digestive distress, uh, dis- distress as much. Our, uh, our bodies can process the food a lot quicker, and that means we've got... Uh, more energy upstairs, basically, as well, rather than using a lot of energy to uh, to digest food. So really encourage you to check out uh, Pure Life. That's uh, purelifebakery.com.au. Their breads are available all around Australia, so you can get them uh, pretty well anywhere. All righty, listen to this uh, conversation uh, with intent with Dave and I. I'm sure you're going to get lots from it. I really encourage you to share it with people, particularly someone that, that you may know that could, uh, could do with a hand at a moment, that's for sure. Dr. Dave Anthony, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Oh, it's great to be here, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolute pleasure, mate. Um, I was just saying we've had such a diversity of guests on this podcast, you know, people from all walks of life, um, you know, off farms, off uh, uh, in mining roles, sports people, um, you know, young and old, um, variety of different backgrounds, um, you know, in many ways. And 
Um, it's so good to, to have people like yourself on that have got, you know, some, uh, so I suppose, a clinical approach, but also some lived experience and um, some more, uh, I suppose, a passion for men's well-being also. And, um, you know, I, I sort of said in the introduction, obviously, you, some of the work that you've done, but also you've been involved in um, in large sporting organisations like the Eagles, where it's obviously a male-dominated environment. And um, that's sort of something that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about, obviously the sporting side, but also the male workforce uh, and so forth too. And mate, it'd just be, be a, a pleasure to hear your story, sort of, you know, how or where you were brought up, how you sort of, you know, found the career that you're in and and, um, mm-hmm. and what's sort of progressed for you, uh, I suppose, since uh, those, uh, those younger years. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. It's, um, I, I do consider myself very fortunate with the, the opportunities that I've had and, and what I've done. And, uh, you know, I grew up on the uh, on the south side of Brisbane, probably, uh, you know, lower middle class in uh, in a, a little suburb called Balmoral, which was when I was a kid uh, or when I was a young fella. It was a, a very different suburb to what it is now. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it was sort of... Uh, my experience as a kid was, you know, I was very fortunate in that I had, you know, a, a fairly stable home environment. Um, I, I was I was lucky enough to to get to go to a a a, 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 um, a boys' school not too far from home. And and the the thing that I, I remember most fondly about school was was you know all the sport that I got to play um, more than anything that <laughs> resulted to the academic uh, side of things. And uh, you know. Uh, whether it was looking at uh, surf lifesaving, which I sort of got involved in when I was eight, uh, whether it was uh, Aussie Rules footy, which, you know, being a Queensland boy or a Brisbane boy, it's uh, it was pretty rare. But uh, I started playing Aussie Rules footy when I was six um, and, and continued that through to sort of, you know, my early 20s and, and much the same with surf lifesaving, sort of probably close to my 30s. Um, we... Uh, I... I, I out of school, I I, um, I I did really poorly at school. I, I just didn't like the academic side of things, didn't get the relevance of it and, and barely passed. So, you know, come, come the end of school, uh, you know, I got through grade 12 and got a pretty ordinary mark, um, ended up going on TAFE for a couple of years and then got exposed, you know, cadetship to, to, um, to uh, psychology. And and for me, the the thing that was most interesting about psychology was how it justifies the behaviour, um, or, or how it, I shouldn't say justifies, but how it helps to explain the behaviours that that you see all around you. Mm. And to me, that made a lot of sense. It was a part of a leadership and personal development program that I was involved in through Rotary. Mm. And um, and uh, you know, I went as a participant. The the, the, the mob that I was working for uh, it, as a structural draftsperson um, encouraged me to go and, um, and you know, I, I went and it, w- it was truly a sort of a, a life-changing experience where I, I, I was... Um, two things was, you know, for me it was the identification that I don't actually need to do something that um, I, I don't enjoy from a work perspective because I wasn't really into drafting. It was just something that I fell into. Yeah. Um, and and two that that 
you know, this this opportunity to, to operate in an environment that, that is about helping people and, and about, um, you know, encouraging people to step outside their comfort zone and, and do, uh, you know, do things that allow them to learn and develop was, was what inspired me to get into psychology. Mm. Um, so, you know, I finished my cadetship in drafting and, and went to uni and did psychology, spent some time living overseas and doing the summer camp thing in the States and then backpacking through Europe and, you know, learning more about myself and those experiences. Um, uh, came back and, uh, and, and enlisted in the Army as an Army psychologist and, and, and spent you know, a number of years working around Australia and overseas supporting our defence personnel doing what they do. Mm. And, um, you know, for, for me, as a psychologist in that role, it was, it was it personally and professionally, it was incredibly rewarding. Um, you know, we, we, sure, we, you know, we, we had to support some, some uh, people through some difficult situations, but, but we also got to work with people that, that, that um, were thriving in uh, the environments in which they were working and, and, and were looking for ways to, to view their experiences differently to, you know, to, to function more effectively. And those kind of experiences, you know, not taking away some of the challenges that, 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 I, was, that I was exposed to, um, you know, set me up for, for, for this notion of looking at, at, at how I continue to use psychology as a, as a means for good, for want of a better expression, mm. um, as opposed to just focusing on the on the purely clinical aspect of yeah. it, and that's how I sort of ended up um, going back. You know, I, I, I discharged from full time army and, and decided to go back and do um, some more studies. Owen did a sport and exercise psychology masters at, at UQ, and and kind of you know was getting to the end of that and got offered a, a, a scholarship to go over to. Um, Perth and, and you know do some research with the West Coast Eagles and University of Western Australia looking at mental toughness development in Australian football. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It's these. You know, there's the, there's been these moments where you know we I've had the opportunity to sort of pivot and change direction in in my roles and and. You know, when when those experiences have come up, I've you know I've spent a lot of time looking about well, you know, what's the the biggest opportunity for learning for for my growth, um, both professionally and personally. And you know, that took us to Western Australia. We were there for three years. You know, we ended up in Melbourne. Um, uh, you know, funnily enough, I was out of army. One of the reasons why I wanted to get out of army was I didn't want to move around as much. But we kept doing it. And, um, you know, we ended up down in uh, Melbourne for three years for my wife's work. Um, she had a great, great um, career opportunity down there. So we, so we did that after going to Perth for me. And then we ended up back up on the, the sunny coast, which, which is where we are now. And we'd started uh, working, you know, I'd, I'd, from uh, following my PhD, I'd started working in corporate psychology and, and, and looking at workplace mental health uh, in, a, in a consultancy called Communicorp and, um, and, and really enjoyed that work and, and the people I got to work with. But, um, you know, there was, there was an opportunity to start to develop something that, that really filled a need and, and, you know, that's where Mantle came from. Uh, myself and the other two co-founders, Dave Burrows and Luke Foster, you know, very, um, very good mates of mine, and, and we've been 
working on this for about two years before it actually launched. And and for us, you know, this this notion of of a one-on-one telehealth psychology service designed to target men's mental health, you know, was 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 the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we we spent a lot of time trying to get it right, and we're you know we're we're still. Uh, you know, 10 months in now, uh, we're still looking for ways to continue to build and expand the service offering as, as a means to, to support more men. Mm, mate, beautifully, beautifully said and beautifully executed. I think you've had such a tremendous and diverse, you know, uh, journey uh, with regards to the way that you've, you've weaved through life uh, to where you are now. So you weren't the smart kid that went through school to you know, go into this profession that may have, you know, taken that clinical approach, I think you've been able to blend in a lot of uh, you know, lived experience from what you've, um, you've, you've seen, uh, I suppose, you know, through your journey with, with, with the armed forces and, uh, and so forth, but also being able to draw on, you know, that you weren't the top of the class too and you can actually get the average man out there that's, um, that is, uh, that is, you know, certainly from different backgrounds and so forth. And you sort of said your, your background was sort of, you know, lower middle class or middle upper class. You know, I don't sort of, I don't sort of use the, the, the judgment uh, side of things um, at all when it comes to, you know, uh, reviewing or assessing an individual. But at the same time, you've got a good understanding of, uh, of people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, look, I've been fortunate enough to be exposed to, to, to a very diverse range of, you know, society, mate. You know, when I was doing my master's, I spent some time working in a high-security uh, inpatient facility in, in Waco and, in, in, uh, you know, just west of Brizzy. Yeah. And, and, and again, those sort of opportunities were ones where I could have, you know, I could have stayed inside my comfort zone and said, nah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's not something that... Um, I, I want to do because it's unfamiliar. It was like, well, how do I, you know, how do I get a better understanding of, you know, the full gamut of what mental health is and 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 mental ill health and illness specifically, and and how do I sort of uh, ensure that that um, I'm getting the exposure to those areas of society that that you know maybe I didn't get exposed to as a kid, and and you know I didn't get exposed to when I was. Uh, you know, when I was growing up in Balmoral, um, uh, but you know, being being up at a surf club, luckily enough, on weekends and things like that. So, yeah. you know, there is some very fortunate aspects of that. But um, you know, there's I also acknowledge Aaron that there's there's still a heap I can learn at you know 43. Yeah, oh, absolutely, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. But it's it's really beautiful to hear you say you know that. Um, you, you know, you, you're dead right. Stepping out of your comfort zone is, is, is a difficult thing to do, uh, but you know that that's where the growth is. You know, if you're able to go into a challenging environment, what you can actually observe from that. And in that particular centre and facility, you would have observed people that have come from you know, diverse backgrounds that have, you know, had lots of trauma in their lives and, and their mental instability uh, has probably been escalated primarily. But, um, you know, to be able to sort of observe that and have compassion for for the behaviours, I think would have been a fairly good grounding exercise uh, when you were going through that process. Oh, 100 percent, Aaron. It was, um, you know, one of the one of, as I reflect on it now, um, you know, one of the things that 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 it really um, emphasised to me was, uh, and, and 
you know, this might be a little bit controversial, but, you know, my, my psychology experience up until I went back to do my master's was, was within defence. You know, it was an army, largely an army environment. And, and you know, outside of the, the occasion where we were, you know, supporting people that, that were in ex, experiencing significant situational distress, mm. you know, one of the, one of the things that, that um, I found so valuable about the, you know, the... the the time that I was at the um, psychiatric facility was, it was, it was, uh, it, it, it was the whole package. You know, it was people that had, that had, um, you know, they were either uh, uh, there because they, um, you know, that they had, there was some sort of offence. Uh, you know, they were there because there was some sort of offence, I should say. But, you know, that how their, their mental illness played a role in that mm. you know to me that was um such an eye-opener because i just i hadn't been exposed to that population from a psychology perspective and and, and it gave me a true appreciation of, of the you know the the range of you know mental illness um and, and those that are you know functioning without mental illness and and you know mental health from you know those that have had a really difficult life and 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 you know, have really poor mental health to to you know the other end where I, I was lucky enough to work in those environments where people were were, were high performance and and did what they should be doing um, uh, and had the opportunities to do that as opposed to you know these real challenges as a result of Know, the environment or the experiences that they'd had growing up. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it is interesting, and you know, you look at you look at society in general, and you know, I always refer back to indigenous cultures and what was maybe going mm. on before we arrived, and how there was no, you know, there was no real uh, incoherence with regards to you know, the way people were. It was everyone was, you know, the same though their individual role in in in, in their communities and so forth, and. Um, yeah, society's got so diverse and, and, you know, so challenged in many ways with regards to the way that people are segregated and so forth too. And, you know, we spoke about, um, you know, the offenders and, and how this intergenerational trauma, you know, hasn't been interrupted, um, uh, you know, in, in such a long time. And uh, yeah. we've just got to look at people's behaviour and what's, you know, brought that on. You know, yes, there is some uh, chemical imbalance uh, in many ways, but sometimes, you know, people just haven't been able to learn the skills and how to manage their nervous system primarily as well, which is something that, um, that uh, you know, isn't, isn't discussed or, uh, or talked about because the way I believe, you know, we've sort of headed over the last 10, 20 years in modern society is really stirring our, um, our physiology up. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the way that we're always on, uh, you know, our, our brain needs to process these the experiences that it's had both good and bad right that's its job it's a you know it's a it's a processing machine it needs to be able to do something with the information it receives each day and and if you like drop that into the filing cabinet um which is you know our, our broader memory if we're not if, if we're not giving it the space to be able to do that you know that's that's where we start to see the these increased difficulties and and you know, the, some of the challenges around the way we live and the, the way we're sort of in inverted commas always on yeah. uh, because of the, the feed of information that we have at our fingertips. Mm. Um, it, it, it's a really interesting sort of conundrum because, you know, does, it, does our brain, uh, you know, do, do the brains of the younger generations actually um, uh, adapt 
because we are adaptable creatures to be able to sort of manage this a little more effectively than than say us you know us in our 40s or or, or a little bit older can um it's it's yeah it's just a big question mark for me but i know that things need to change because you know we're, we're seeing these increased rates of uh, ill health and illness mm. not just physically but but mentally as well and you know it's the one system that we're working with here right yeah absolutely you know we can go deep really quickly, but I just believe we've we've been denatured um, you know, considerably, you know, from our from our food consumption to our, the environments that we're in, all those sorts of things, you know. So we're actually like working against what um, what was really intended for us in many ways. So to be able to sort of you know complement the the imbalance, I think, is really important. And um, and these are the conversations that I want to start, you know, to have more with people so they can actually be aware of that. And you know, I found myself, yeah. as you know, I had a seven-hour drive. I'm in Emerald at the moment in central Queensland. And to get here, and I found myself looking for entertainment, you know, on the way, like, through the phone uh, to, you know, to listen to things or, or whatever. And, and um, I just thought, what am I doing? So I just stopped and I looked around the environment. I looked at the rain hitting the windscreen and that just settled my mind down, you know. And, um, you know, 30, mm-hmm. 30 years ago when I started driving, there wasn't the entertainment, you know. You had to look at what was going on in front of you and you looked around and saw, saw things going on. And these days I just think we're so much, um, uh, so much in the mind uh, that we... That we, yeah, you're right. We're always on the amygdala. Is always, uh, you know, got the foot on the accelerator primarily, and um, um, mm-hmm. we just need to be able to uh, to de-escalate and, and 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 slow down. I guess at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Learn learn better strategies to to you know take the foot off the the accelerator a little bit, right? Mm, that's it. But because you look at you look at it like you know life's so geared to. Uh, to have us consume, perform, all these sorts of things, which are keeping our minds busy consistently, you know. So, geez, Eastern cultures have sort of you know, taught us so much. Um, you know, this, this country's only been colonised for 250 years and there's so much mm. of that that we can actually embrace and bring in now because once we, we feel calm, that, oh, that is a natural state, I believe, but we need to be able to be more in that in that calm state than, uh, you know, a, a heightened state, um, I guess, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, Dave. Obviously, you've, you've had a really, um, you know, beautiful, as I said, uh, journey to where you are now, you know, rather than being the smart kid that's gone straight into handing out tablets, you know. I just think you've been able to really maybe um, get, get a diverse um, education here which can really help you assess people um, uh, differently, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's some of the things that I was that I've been fortunate enough to do. Um, you know, working as a lifeguard when I was when I was back doing psychology studies and and um, you know learning about how people uh, react under under pressure. You know, under stress uh, from a you know like from a, a fear based perspective in those environments to you know seeing how people do it in in other sort of environments where they feel at risk uh and and sort of uh whether whether that's defense related whether that's sport related you know it's it's the individual's perception is their reality so it's it's less about the type of environments and more about you know what that environment means for the individual in it and 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 you know there's there's one of the things that I that I used to say a lot when I was, um, you know, I was doing a fair bit of workplace um, training and, and facilitation was, you know, one of the things that I that I enjoy most about that kind of work is, you know, not 
being the, the the you know the facilitator up the front of the room giving the knowledge it's about well you know how does how do we talk about this in a way that applies to you because ultimately if you can't apply it to your situation that doesn't allow for, for you to walk away with something that's useful mm. and you know I, I sort of I think about that from the perspective when we, we talk about sort of mantle one of the things that 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 we do for our psychologists is, you know, we, we run them through a sort of a, an onboarding and, and refresher training that's about a gendered approach to therapy. And, and, you know, the thing that keeps coming up for me is is about what's more effective for men in a professional, um, you know, psychology environment is meeting meeting them where they're at. Mm. And, and I don't think that, you know, I, I, the, the more I... I reflect on that the, the more I realize that that's that's not just about what's happening in a one-on-one setting in a, in a psychology session that's also about what's happening in a you know when you when you meet someone in the street to to have a chat with them or when you you know when you when you're about to to run a yoga session um I'm sure you can relate there Aaron you know the the, the prospect of you know it's not one size fits all it's what fits for the person in front of you at that time yes yeah Oh yeah, look. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I'll just interrupt quickly. Like I, I cannot script a class. You know, I, I need to look at who's in the yeah. room before I before I, I go. And I, when I when I when I first became a teacher, I was clinical. I had it all written out, and that just didn't mm. work. I, I had to look at who was in the room, the bodies, <laughs> and, and how that could actually, uh, you know, uh, work functionally for everyone. So sorry to interrupt there. No, no, <laughs> mate. It was, I was. It's such a good point. No, and. And I think when when we look at what's effective uh, from a therapeutic perspective, you know, in, a, in 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 a clinical setting, it's it's well, you know, what's I might have my ideas on the session, and and yeah, sure, it's important that we have some boundaries around, um, you know, where we're taking it, because that's another thing that that's that, that men really value is, you know, some some understanding of the direction and, and you know what's involved and, and so forth, but. Mm. At the same time, if I've got these grand plans for a, for a specific session, and and the bloke sitting in front of me or sitting at the other end of the the the, the screen that I'm working through, if, if they're not prepared to does, discuss that stuff, then mm. you know me trying to push it um, at that time, you know, is 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 not effective for for the bloke I'm working with, and it's not effective for me as a clinician either. And yeah, and and. I think for too long, you know, the way we're trained uh, influences, you know, this desire about about ensuring that, that you know, we've got to follow a, a theory, we've got to follow a system. But, you know, what the the recent research and, and my anecdotal experience has told me is, is, you know, yeah, sure, that's the foundation, but, but what's going on in front of you at any given time uh, you know, throughout an hour session or whatever it might be on a week-to-week basis um, is more important than being able to read that and, and respond to that and, and, and use that as your place for questioning, I think, is a, a much more effective way to go. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You know, a few things that were present for me there, you know, like, like if I, I just I don't want to go into my own journey much, but like if I go and do a, 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 a presentation in a workplace, I can't script it because I just need to look at who's there, it's the same as the yoga, and just talk about things from the heart more, you know, um, rather than actually going with a, with an approach of this is how it is and, you know, that that's it because it doesn't engage people when people see that you're authentic. And I think, 
you are, you know, you, you are really passionate and authentic about what you do. People can pick up on that really quickly, Dave, and um, I think mm. that's what will set you apart and your organisation apart from, from other, you know, you know providers that, that may not have that sort of um, uh, capability, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Aaron. It's, 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 it's really nice to hear you say that. And, and you know, we're, we're in a fortunate position where, you know, we're very, we're very selective with the, the psychologists that we bring on um, because we want to make sure they fit mm. um, as opposed to sort of just building a, you know, building a, a, um, a business that, that, that has, you know, 200 psychologists. Uh, we, we want to make sure because of the importance of what we're trying to do uh, you know, to, to support men to be better partners, fathers, sons, brothers, colleagues and mates. Mm, yeah. You know, we, we're conscious that uh, part of that is about the authenticity of the people that, we're, that, that are providing our services. Mm. And, you know, if, if they're not coming from the right place, then, you know, they're, they're not going to do the best by the, the, the blokes that are wanting to engage in their service because... You know the, the blokes engaging in our service are, are normally the ones that have tried elsewhere and haven't had and haven't had a great experience. So they so they're looking for something different. Mm, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That that's true. And and that's the thing. There's a big fear factor. You know, I would not go to a doctor. Uh, I haven't been to a doctor for years, mind you, but I would not go to a doctor for fear of getting put on antibiotics or something. You know, this is the pathway that I had. That was my experience when I was a young fella. You know, so. If something mm. goes wrong in the body, I, I know that that can heal itself. I give it give it space to be able to do its job. But it was a really reactive approach for me, um, you know, coming through. But now it's more of a proactive, okay, why is this showing up? Um, you know, if you're feeling depressed, why is the depression showing up? Why is the anxiety showing up? Is there something out of balance here? That's for me personally. That might be for everyone. But um, I know from the physical side of things, like, like a sprained ankle, you know, if you give it time to rest, it'll heal itself. I believe sometimes also with the mind, if we're a little bit out of balance, if we give the mind a rest, and that can really come back into balance and, and sort itself out uh, as well. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely, mate. And, and uh, it's, I, I think extending on that, the, the, the type of rest that is required, uh, you know, is... is or the type of recharging, let's say, that's required is is different for each of us. And, and part of that process or, or that experience is about identifying what what, is, what it is that I need or what it is that the person I'm working with needs. Because ultimately, you know, as as you can attest, mate, as, as, as we go through life, you know, we, we, we can't do the same things that we used to do to, to rest and recharge, mm, you right. know, in our 20s. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we can't. There's this. There's this big reliance on physical activity, and 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 you know, I, I agree that it's a critical aspect of maintaining health and well-being. But that that we need to be. Um, it's critical that from a um, toolkit perspective or a tool belt perspective that that we have other things on our tool belt that allows us to to rest and recharge. Mm. And and um, uh, that process of, of um, development I, I think is a is a critical sort of uh, thing that uh, that a lot of us as, as blokes as Aussie blokes you know depending on where well, actually I won't say depending on where we're from you know across Australia is, is how do we how do we look for those opportunities to, to add 
those rest and recharge skills to our toolkit because yeah. you know we, we we need to reflect on them consistency consistently to make sure they're working that's true it can be done with a beer can um you know quite quite easily uh but to be able to uh, understand where your nervous system's at um you know and then to be able to say okay this is this is this is what i need to be able to bring myself back into balance again and um uh, it's a skill that we don't learn, Dave. I quite often say that we're really educated to support the economy, sped out the other end, and we're into you know an environment where we're sort of put into fear pretty quickly if we're getting mortgages and having to you know continually perform to uh, to make our way in life. But um, just to, just to, to slow down, I think is is so important because you know a bit like the sprained ankle effect. If you can give yourself rest, then everything. Um, mm. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of see about that. The body is smarter than the ego, I, I believe. If you just get out of the road, the body can, can heal. I've seen tr- tremendous results of that. Um, yeah. But, but the mind too, you know, if the mind's busy all the time, you've got to learn to come back through the gears and, and slow down. Yeah, yeah, mate. There's so many good analogies there that we could extend on. And, and you know, thinking about, thinking again, I'll, I'll throw the inverted commas up here, you know, the, 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 the typical you know, Aussie male approach uh, historically has been, oh, just work harder and it'll pass. Mm. Um, we know that that's not effective because, you know, if, if we're experiencing anxiety, if we're experiencing uh, um, those symptoms associated with depression um, or, you know, low mood, as you said earlier, there's something that, that needs to change um, and, and continuing to sort of resist it will result in, in that persisting. Mm. And you know, a lot of the time, it it it, it doesn't get better. Mm. Um, right. it, it'll it'll usually go the other way, right? Of course, and yeah, yeah. Forcing against nature, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, this, I think one of the things that I that that um, I love about what you're doing is you you're getting into these communities, going, all right, well, you know, this is a little bit different, but this, you know, this is the the rationale for it, and and this is how it can be a useful. Um, experience for you to, to change what's going on in your specific environment to give your body the the the, the break that it needs um, and 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 give you some additional skills that that you can utilize when you find yourself in a similar situation in the future because they'll come up yes you know yeah tools absolutely Dave we'll see what happens out here um, in central Queensland and it happens in on farms in Victoria it happens in environments in WA and Tassie and, and, and everywhere, you know, uh, mm. a man will go to work, he'll work hard, you know, he'll, he'll get his big paycheck and then he'll piss it up against the wall because that, that de-escalating is coming through um, a substance, whether that be drugs or alcohol or whatever. But, but mm. you know, if people can learn the tools to say, okay, I'm, I'm sitting at a nine or a 10 at the moment, I want to get back to a four or a five. Um, which is like a, you know, a mutual, um, I suppose, sense of well-being. That's the way I sort of look at it. And how, how can I, how can I de-escalate? Well, here's some tools that I can show you that can help you do that. You know, and it's amazing the amount of people that I've had come to me to say, "Oh, what you showed me, I'm doing that every day, and I just feel so calm and relaxed." And you know, when when a guy's had a, a hard day at work, I can give them a posture that they can do for 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 ten minutes, and they just feel like you know. Are balanced again physically and mentally and i just think you know i have a duty to be able to help more people with that you know like it's okay to to uh to, to booze and all these sorts of things uh too but you know if you can have something else in your toolkit that you can use which is more healthful i think that's 
that's really important too. And, you know, um, yeah, I just think, you know, we're in such a, a great moment in time to be able to help people you know, re-educate and not rely on on the old ways anymore. And I just believe with what you're doing um, is actually providing a, a, such a tremendous pathway for people to maybe take a bit of autonomy and work with someone closely that is more discreet and confidential rather than going to, um, you know, a traditional facility. And that's the, that's the trick with, with guys in regional communities, Dave, is to be able to get the help um, you know, because that help isn't in their community as well. So that's why, you know, I believe what you're doing can, can be a great pathway for people that haven't got the ability to be able to see people locally, but it, it is a confidential service that, that, that can be uh, embraced by the individual without fear of um, you know, judgment or anything like that, which is a, such a big thing for guys still, unfortunately. Yeah, mate, look, and, and that's, you know, the... the one of the things that we wanted to to ensure when we're when we're putting mantle together was was this notion that you know blokes can engage at a time and a place that best suits them and 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 the overwhelming comments that that we've got from the the those that have engaged with the service today it is it's actually a lot more comfortable me um, in, you know talking to a to a psych. Mm. Um, about what's going on in a place that I feel a little bit more comfortable, whether that's you know in the in the in the shed, whether that's you know sitting in the you know on the veranda at home, whether it's um, you know another place that they they, they feel fairly comfortable, um, you know those sort of things allow for a different level of exploration. You know, if we go back to the way the brain works, you know, if I'm in an environment that's a little less familiar, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to be looking for threat, yes. and, and sometimes you know if that's uh, you know, if that's in a in a health facility, if, if that's in a you know in in a sort of a a clinic that I've had some some challenges with in the past, then you know it's it's going to be a little bit more difficult for me to engage. Mm-hmm. But alternatively, if I can do it from a place where where I, I know I'm comfortable, I know that there's a there's a level of um, uh, discretion there, then you know that's a that's a really positive thing. Well, the big thing is to be able to be be made feel safe. You know, yeah. quite often school puts us out of that safety mode, doesn't it, quite quite early, and we, we do feel in threat, and, and that can follow us into to, you know, uni, and, you know, you didn't get great marks when you were at school, maybe you did feel under threat, possibly, but it sounds like you had a good upbringing, and your parents were supportive of you, whichever way that you, you went, but a lot of uh, young guys um, don't have that if, if their parents are really strict on on the way that they that they need to be, um, you know that can that can mm. be a, a, such a cellular thing which can keep coming back. And um, I, I just think we we do we, we need to feel safe as individuals, whether that's working with a professional like you, or whether it's in the workplace, or whether it's in a sporting club, or whether it's in a relationship, or as a parent. If you if you've got that nurturing, that's that tribal um, experience. It I just think we all we all need and, and look for. You know that that's. That's the nature of us humans, I believe. We've got to have support networks around us which can help us thrive. And if we've got that, then our mm-hmm. life can be really stable and beautiful. But when we're isolated, and that's what happens in, in regional Australia, a lot of guys are isolated and you know, the pubs uh, the, 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 the only option, or it has been because it was dad's option and so forth too, which is nice because mm-hmm. it's a great place to commune. Uh, but... Certainly, um, you know, to be able to like recognise that you have got something, you know, maybe out of whack, to 
to be able to seek support so you can you know correct that and then be able to move forward i think it's really important and then yeah not, not be afraid to have the supports around you which can help you know support your well-being yeah it's a, it's 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 a critical consideration aaron that that notion of safety um you know whatever that looks like for me and, and you know just like we're, we were talking earlier about about building you know, reflecting, I should say, on on different strategies to maintain your well-being as as your life changes and, and your body changes uh, as as we age. Uh, you know, the the, the process of, of looking at, at how we need to sort of redefine or refine our 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 safety network uh, and and our, and our social supports because we know social support is a is a key protective factor against mental health and illness. Yeah, and you know, we know that that um, those in, in regional communities that can struggle to, to maintain a level of social support. Um, we also know it's a, it's a critical factor for, for, for blokes in, in bigger cities as well, you know, this notion of loneliness and isolation. But mm. the, the, the key is in the, the identification that that's something that I need to change and, and then it's about looking for ways to change that. Yes. And, and, you know, safety doesn't mean that it's all beer and Skittles and we don't, be, you know, we're not challenged. But if, if I've got an environment around me that, that, that I feel supported by, you know, and that might be as, as simple as, you know, my immediate family, then I'm much more likely to, to be able to, uh, in, for want of a better word, endure the challenges that come up. Um, but critically, I'm able to move through those more effectively because I'm likely to try things that, that would allow me to, um, you know, uh, maintain my health differently. So whether that's, you know, one of the things that we've seen with Mantle is, you know, we're, we're getting probably 40% of the visits to our site are, 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 are female. Mm. Um, so, you know, that tells us that, that, that female are looking for, for support for their, you know, women are looking for support for their men yes. uh, in, a, in a traditional relationship. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, to, to me, if I'm getting messages from, um, you know, my, my significant other or, or, you know, my close mate or, or my dad or my mum or whoever it might be saying, Dave, what's going on? You know, you, you, you're not yourself. Then mm. that isn't about me telling them to stop nagging me. Mm. It's it's about me going, all right. So you know, what's what's coming up, and 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 sort of leaning into that discomfort as a means to better understand it. Mm. Um, you know, that's that's essentially when we talk about performance. In in uh, and mate, I'm I'm I'm, I'm jumping. A, I'm drawing a long bow here, but you know, we look at how we do performance psychology. Um, you know, and, and you know you, you'll attest from your experiences with sports, you know, with with a, a range of sports organisations. It's you know it, 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 gone are the days where it's about beasting the the you know the the athletes to to get the most out of them. It's very much about an individualised approach, noting that yeah, we, we need to create an environment where they feel a, a level of support and safety. Um, yeah. And then we can look at how we in, improve their performance. I, I think at it's key. You know, safety and support is a critical aspect regardless of the environment you're talking about. Interesting and, you know, the same with an individual uh, on any level. You're right, like, like an athlete in an environment, like they we were traditionally trained the same way, you know, but your body type's different than mine and uh, all those mm. types of things were all having to be like, you know, uh, the same, but it just didn't work. And, uh, well, it was working, but it was really, you know, it wasn't, 
it wasn't ideal compared to the technology we have now. But I just think if, if you're assessing me and then someone else comes in, you know, uh, two hours later and you're assessing them, the, the, the whole ball game is totally different, you know. So to be able to be mm. able to be compassionate uh, with the individual and, and seeing them for what what who they are and then be able to develop a, a mental health plan that, that tailors them and suits them as an individual, I think is really important. Yeah, yeah. And, and extending on that, you know, giving them a say in what that plan looks like, right? Because yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's one of the, the key aspects in, in, you know, what the research tells us uh, about, you know, gender depravation therapy, why men, you know, what, what do men need in therapy? Well, they need to need a, to feel a sense of autonomy and, and um, uh, an opportunity to feel like they're having a say. And mm. going back to your, your comment earlier about um, your experiences, with, with, you know, in the early days with the way GPs did it. It was just going in there and, and a GP giving you a script as opposed to, yeah. you know, the, the opportunity now to have more of a say in our health. Mm, and, yes. you know, men more than, and, and you know, I, I realise I'm, I'm saying this in a narrow manner, but for, for the sake of what we're talking about, you know, men more than women, you know, there, there needs to be a sense of autonomy um, and, you know, there needs to be a sense of focusing on, on, you know, what's working for a bloke as opposed to, you know, the traditional sort of, well, what's broken and, and let's spend all our time talking about that. Yeah. Because ultimately that's not going to do them any good at the, at, at, at the beginning. We, we need to, to look for ways to build that sense of autonomy, build that sense of control, mm. um, but, um, you know, and, and not being arbitrary about that. But, you know, if, if I... Uh, feel like I have a sense of control over the choices I'm making and, and, and that the way that I'm feeling, then I'm more likely to, to continue with those behaviours that are allowing me to feel that way as opposed to, you know, just avoiding or, 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 or um, you know, shutting down. Yeah, following a path that you've been uh, part of to developing, you know, you've actually, like, been part of <clears throat> working with someone like yourself that, okay, here's a plan that we're going to work on. Do you agree? Yep, that's... Let's get your complete input with this. I'm going to be here to support you along the way um, with that. I think that's yeah. really important because people are, are making a major step in their life where they're, they're making a new pathway from, from the, the path that they've tra- traditionally walked, you know. So it can be can be challenging and it takes a little bit, uh, uh, a bit of time for that to be able to become a habit, I suppose. But once that, that, that change happens, then... And lots of things start to open up and um you know i just think that that's that's the the first step is to be able to be confident enough to to to, to reach out and uh and, and address um something that you may want to change in your life from a psychological psychological perspective but also you you also do performance coaching so maybe improving someone's uh capability to another level dave that's something else that you also offer yeah, yeah, it is. So, so we sort of the two categories of services: the clinical services, which is you know the, the not so good to good, uh, the performance services are the good to great. You know, so it's yeah, we acknowledge that that sometimes uh, in, individuals will sort of will, will just want to focus on one aspect of, of what's going on currently that they see is the problem, and and mm. and, and and you know we'll spend some time working with them on that specific aspect, and, and that's. You know, it, it might be more of a brief intervention type approach, so a couple of sessions, um, you know, working on that specific area. Uh, and, and you know, if, if that's sort of the, the initial engagement point and, and what, what the bloke wants to, 
you know, get out of uh, the, the engagement with Mantle, then that's great. Um, you know, we'll always look at how we, uh, you know, the, the kind of service that we provide and ensure that we're asking for feedback from the people who are saying, and, and you know, I'll, when I'm working one-on-one with people, I'll say, look, if this isn't working, you need to tell me. I'm going to ask you, and, and it's important for, for, for what we're doing that you, you know, you honestly tell me if I'm, if I'm sucking or I'm missing the mark here. Yeah, um, yeah. Because especially in those brief intervention sort of performance-related conversations, you know, ultimately um, it, it's about ensuring that um, the targeted approach we're taking is having an effect. Um, and, you know, because we're doing it from a brief intervention perspective as opposed to, say, a more traditional, you know, multiple session perspective, um, the, you know, the, the engagement both ways is required to ensure that it works. Yeah, interesting. So... If someone was to reach out to you, can can part of this service be funded, or is it is it like user pays? Yeah, so part of it can be funded, Aaron. Um, you know, our, when, when we talk about sort of services to the general public, uh, uh, blokes can can get mental health plans or mental health care plans from their GPs, uh, which allows them for you know allows them to access a rebate from uh, Medicare. Mm. And so there is a gap, like most health services are these days, uh, where you know the, the the bloke will be required to pay the gap in between what the Medicare rebate is and and what you know our session fee is. Mm. Um, so you know that's the way that that we operate. Um, you know, there's a few other opportunities out there that we're working on currently to provide support more broadly. Um, but uh, yeah, we 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 don't have specifics about that at the moment. But but yeah. when we do. Uh, you know that that information will be available through our website, and uh, um, uh, if people are interested, yeah, it's tremendous, mate. Like it's it's a changing of the guard here. Like you know, if we're going to get uh, um, a health service for our body, which we'd, we'd get a rebate, we wouldn't think twice about it. Like, but to be able to go to you and still do the same thing, I think uh, is is really important. You know, so that can be that can be accessed, which might be a bit more achievable. One one thing I was going to ask, Dave. Um, yeah. With regards to what's happened over the last year or two, has there been an escalation in episodes of depression and anxiety primarily? Yeah, look, there's been. It's it's. I answered this in a in a in a sort of a, a considered way, noting that this is this is my uh, assessment of it, Aaron, as opposed to you know the what else I'm reading out there. Um, so, you know, my assessment is there's been an increased level of uh, difficulty. You know, we, we've seen a wholesale change to the way that, that we live. And, and so, you know, that manifests, if you like, through changes in mood, sort of increased levels of anxiety because, you know, I mentioned earlier about that, that notion of feeling like you have a sense of control. Um, mm. but what a lot of us don't have at the moment is that, is a sense of control over our environments um, and what we're allowed to do largely. Um, so, look, there's been an increase. Um, we've seen, uh, and, and, you know, the media tells us there's been an increase in, in people reaching out for crisis services. Mm. Um, interestingly, what we're also seeing from, a you know, across the psychology profession is, yeah, look, some, um, some practices out there have, you know, have big waiting lists, but if people are willing to, to look, um, as opposed to sort of listen to, to some of the media out there that says that you can't get in to see um, a, a mental health professional, 
then you know there's there's services available. Um, it just requires a little bit more uh, looking around. And you know, for mine, uh, when we start to focus more on on what we're doing early as opposed to waiting to when we hit a crisis you know that's where we can have a true effect and 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 make real change to to the way that we're living Mm, and 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 that's you know i'd love to love to say it a different way but ultimately you know that's that's each of our responsibility to sort of change how we engage with health services whether it's mental health whether it's you know physio whether it's sort of exercise uh physiology whether it's um, osteo, um, you know, uh, chiropractic, um, you know, going to yoga, all these services, if we're starting to do it from an early intervention and prevention perspective, that's where we can have true effect as opposed to waiting to, to when, you know, stuff's really pear-shaped. Yeah, your self-awareness goes to another level, doesn't it? And uh, you, you're mm. not only just using your own mind, you're helping, you're using the help of others to be able to support the growth of, uh, of you as an individual. I think that that's really important, you know, not to just just take everything on yourself because there are um, people and, and tools out there that you can bring into your life which can, you know, really help uh, nourish you, I suppose, to another level, and and that's what we all need. You know, we all we all need that. Uh, sometimes when we are feeling a little bit flat and um, and anxious or depressed or whatever it may be, and, and that that's, you know, the mind will take us that way um, unless we've got some stability there. And, and as I said, the, those tools and people in our lives that can really support us, Dave. So, really, uh, really grateful for the chat, mate. How can people reach out and get hold of you? Yeah, likewise, Aaron. I've enjoyed it, mate. It's uh, so you know they can they can get us at, at www.mantlehealth m a n t l e health dot com dot au. Uh, on the website, uh, they can they can book themselves straight into a session through the book a time button. Uh, they can submit a form to to have a chat to us, uh, or they can give us a call on the one three hundred uh, number that's on the website as well. Uh, so. Uh, Head there, check it out, and um, you know if you if you're keen to engage or, or need more information, ask the questions, and we'll we'll give you the answers that, that we can. The beautiful thing is, is you can look at the people that work there in their background, so you can pick the person that's right for you, which I think is tremendous. Yeah, really good point, mate. I left that one out, didn't I? It's uh, it's it's uh, you know, it's designed to sort of be as simple as possible, um, and, and you know. Noting that sometimes people will have questions about who's best for them. You know, we've got a great we've got a great team that, you know, we know will provide the services that will assist. Um, and, and you know, that's that's probably uh, you know it might seem a little bit arrogant of me to say, but you know, we, we've we've handpicked our psychologists because we know they're good, mm. and we know that they're they're operating from the right place. But if you've got questions about who's best fit, you know, let us know, and and we'll we'll we'll, we'll have a chat about it. Yeah, that's true, and you you can maybe tailor the right person to suit the individual too. So that that's a, a great uh, a great strategy, mate. Uh, I think it's a tremendous service, and really encourage people to embrace it. So so grateful for the time, Dave. I'm sure we're going to have plenty more in the future. Yeah, I, I look forward to it, Aaron. It's it's been great talking with you this afternoon. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, Dave and I could have uh, really expanded that conversation um, in many ways, uh, which I'm sure we're going to do more of uh, in the future. Uh, I really encourage you to, to, to reach out to, to, to their organisation, Mantle. Um, as I said, there's 
so many different clinicians on there that you can um, uh, you can look at and you can you can sort of see who may fit you as an individual or go to them for some guidance on that one. So please reach out. If you'd like to touch base with me, provide some feedback, support at backmind.com.au. Check out the website at backmind.com.au. Please share this conversation. I think it, uh, uh, the more people this one can reach, uh, the better. And uh, they, they certainly, um, uh, if they're looking for help, this might be a, a terrific option. Thanks very much. Cheers.